Dr. Kevin Most joins me, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Hi, Doc. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're good. Dave's back. Good. Morning, Doc. Check good, this Dave. out. Dave's yeah. dad turned 96. Yeah. This week. And How cool turns is that? Six this yeah. week. His best friend turns 99 this week. The next day. And they both look like they're 80, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at Dave. Look how well he keeps himself in shape. Dave doesn't that's look 80. Surprising. Dave looks way better than 80. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I did get my flu shot in while I was in Florida, though, Doc. They're, Great, they're Dave. Very... I, was, I was a little concerned and felt bad that you weren't there when we uh, when we did, though. So I'm glad you got it done. Yeah, they're, they're very available there. Oh, they're mandatory. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, when you cross the border into Florida, they yes. make you get off the airplane at the airport and they poke you. Mm. Can't have flu being spread around. It's kind of a nasty flu virus, too. Yeah, it's uh, very nasty this year. It's all over. Dr. Kevin Most, you got your shopping done yet? Shopping for what? (laughs) For the holidays. For the lovely Patty and the Pooches. It's it's still early, so, you know, I still have plenty of time. Yeah, no stress at all there. No. All right, let's talk diabetes. Uh, yeah. Let's see the differences first. Diabetes 1, is that what it's called? Yeah, so there's two types of diabetes. Diabetes type 1, which used to be called child onset, and then diabetes type 2, which used to be called adult onset. Um, so two totally different diseases. We are Type 1, our pancreas just doesn't make enough insulin, so we need to provide, it with, provide our body with insulin. And that's why people take shots or have insulin pumps because their body doesn't make enough uh, insulin for uh, them to uh, monitor their blood sugar. Type 2 diabetes actually comes because, for the main reason, because we're overweight. Um, And we make plenty of insulin in most parts, but we just don't use it as well, and it's not as effective. Um, The body, when we get on so much weight and so much fat, that the body actually resists the effects of insulin, and therefore we need to make it make the insulin there more effective, and in some cases even give them additional insulin. All right, so let's go to type 2, because it seems to be the fastest-growing segment, yes? Yep, <clears throat> wildly. I mean, we talk about the epidemic of diabetes. It's the epidemic of type 2 diabetes. There's still, those are about 95% of all diabetics. Only about 5% are the type 1 diabetics. So we're starting to see that in... The sad thing is that we used to call it adult onset because that's when we saw it come on. And unfortunately, now we are even starting to see it in young children and adolescents. Because of the nutrition, the kids are overweight, all of that? Yep. So right now, this is, this is kind of a study just came out in JAMA about a week and a half ago, and it's kind of staggering when you look at these numbers now, that one in five adolescents and one in four young adults are now termed pre-diabetic. And you say, well, what does pre-diabetic mean? Pre-diabetic means that your blood sugar levels are higher than they should be, but not high enough to be termed, termed diabetes. So our normal blood sugar should be around 100 in the 90s. Um, we're talking about these kids having blood sugars walking around in the 125, 120 range. How do you stem the tide or how do you fix it? Well, the biggest thing we need to do is really be aware of what's going on with our weight gain here. If you can control your weight, that's probably the biggest thing. You could take someone who's a type 2 diabetic on insulin and medication. If they lose weight with diet and exercise, they will come off those medications, which is important, but probably the more important thing that people don't understand is the impact diabetes makes on the rest of our body. Mm -hmm. We'll have 
diabetic retinopathy so we can lose our vision. We have kidney issues. We have heart issues. You have a much higher incidence for heart disease and stroke. And for many cancers, actually, the diabetics will have a higher incidence as well. So not only will you get off the medication and save some money there, but also you're going to extend your life. You're going to extend your quality of life as well as your quantity of life. So the way we gain weight in the winter is common sense. You got your specialty coffees, your pounded nose. Uh, Do we really use more salt in the winter? We do. We use more salt in the winter. It's kind of interesting when you look at the foods that we eat. We start to eat more heavier foods in the winter. The other thing is we have a decreased number of vegetables. So although the vegetables may be there, the cost starts to get prohibitively high during the winter, and individuals will look for other options. So when they use regular food and they make these heavier foods, we have a higher propensity to put salt on those foods, and therefore our salt intake increases, which takes in additional fluids for us and actually increases our blood pressure. And I didn't think about this, but you wear heavier clothes in the winter, so maybe you're less inclined to notice that you don't look the way you want to look. That's exactly right, and that was interesting. An interesting study came out about people's perception of weight. They don't realize they have what they call winter clothes, so they they have clothes that are heavier that they, oh, I need to bring out my winter clothes. But also that stops you from actually looking at your body or someone looking at your body and noticing, say, boy, I might have put on a couple of pounds here. Not many people weigh themselves daily, which is a big thing that I, you know, feel is important, Um, but you just go into your winter clothes, which are heavier, bigger, and then all of a sudden you get your spring come and we lose weight again. You know, the Peloton people got slammed for the commercial where the woman made what's now being called Peloton face, where she looked uh, super nervous to get on the bike, and somehow, even though the guy didn't speak a word in the commercial, it got turned into a misogynist threat and weight shaming and all of that. I, I don't know how it blew up the way it did, but it did. The Peloton people, thank God they're as popular as they are. It, absolutely. And, you know, for me, people will say that. And for me, it's not about your, you know, telling you what to do. I'm talking all about the health benefits of being at a proper weight. When you look at what's going on in the country right now, the number of people who weigh over 200 pounds is the highest it has ever been. The number of people who have a BMI, a body mass index, over 25 is the highest it's ever been. And the scary thing is is that we don't care. If you ask people, they feel that they don't have the desire to lose weight. So the Peloton people, I don't care whether it's Peloton or ellipticals or you know, I look at it from the health benefits of it is we're not healthy at that weight. We're not healthy at that weight because of diabetes, because of the strain we put on our heart, because of the strain we put on our knees and backs and hips. You look at the number of joint replacements that are going to happen in the next 30 years, and it is staggering as far as the projections here. And for type 1s, what's what's happening there? Is there even better technology? I mean, of course, you had the implanted pump a long time ago. Is it going to be on yeah. that? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about type 1 diabetes is if you look back historically, my mother, or excuse me, my grandmother was a type 1 diabetic. So, you know, we would watch her test her blood sugar and, you know, it would be kind of, she'd prick her finger and test her blood sugar and she'd know what it was at that point and that's how she would uh, dose her insulin for the day. Well, now we actually have a bunch of monitors now that are just attached to the skin or under the skin and actually they are monitoring your blood sugar and doing your insulin at that time. Much more exact so that you have a constant flow of insulin based on what you need. 
And that's the big thing. You want to get as close back to what would be called normal insulin, normal diabetes, or excuse me, normal glucose levels. The big spikes are the things that cause the problem, that cause <clears throat> inflammation in the heart and the eyes and the kidneys. So type 1 diabetics with uh, insulin pumps are much more uh, accurate and much better than the old days of testing your blood sugar three times a day and, you know, sticking yourself with insulin. Next Monday, we talk weed for the holidays. Why not? You know, right around the corner, everyone probably realizes it, but there are some health concerns and things that we should have learned from other states uh, that uh, that's probably going to be important for not only the adults, but also for the, the kids that uh, may be exposed to this. All right, buddy. Thank you. You got it. We'll talk to you soon.